Hello everyone, my name is Maggie. And my name is Nathan. And this is Untold Stories from Below the Line. Uh, in today's episode, we are talking to actor, rapper, and artist David Morales, based in San Jose. Dov also works out of Los Angeles, growing his career as an entertainer. He has an energetic and consistent presence on social media by the name of Active Poet, showcasing his art and gracing us with his talents. So welcome, Dov. We are excited to have welcome. you on. Happy to be here. Thank you. Great intro. Great intro. Dov, tell us about you, uh, where you grew up, and um, sort of how you found your passion. Man, San Jose, born and raised, Bay Area. Yee yee. How I found my passion. So uh, my dad wanted to be a comedian. He was uh, um, an engineer. Uh, He passed away when I was five. So they say, you know, you get Mm -hmm. a lot of your personality from your parents within that first five years. Mm. So I think I got a lot of my energy and like lightheartedness from him. Um, But Mm. then my mom was a single mom working all the time. And my sister uh, was like a 13 year old when I was five and all this happened. Mm -hmm. So the TV became my babysitter. And I would just watch uh, Nickelodeon and Power Rangers and all that and Jim Carrey. And I just knew I wanted to be on TV. I didn't know how to get there, but I just knew I was like, I want to make people laugh. You know, um, and lucky, luckily for me, once I got to middle school, uh, the school by my house was a performing arts school that specialized in drama, dance, and music. And uh, the first orientation of the school, you know, all schools have those like orientations, like, don't do this, you should do this. Mm-hmm. Well, they had that and it was a skit. It was like a whole skit. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh. I need to sign up for this right away, you know? So <laughs> I, I uh, signed up for drama in seventh grade. I took my first beginning drama class and I was like, mom, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I pursued it all the way to college, got an AA in theater, and um, music found my way somewhere in high school when I finally started like bridging the gap that like rap wasn't just um, gangster. Like there's mm-hmm. more variations of rap, and yeah, uh, yeah. So for me, finding a, a guy, uh, Kadar is his name. He was mm-hmm. actually in my grade, and he was a rapper, and his dad was a producer, and I was like. I know a rapper. I was like, what? So then me and him started hanging out a lot and then I would rap and he never shot me down. He just gave me some positive encouragement. Like, oh, he'd pick one line. He's like, I like that line. Keep writing. And it was enough to like, be like, all right. So yeah. Then, uh, yeah. That's very both, encouraging. Yeah. both. Yeah. Through. It's nice to have that encouragement so early on. Yeah. Um, I would say that was like my first mentor in hip hop for sure. So you have a lot of talents. Like you sing, you act and how how did your your theater experience influence like um your current work that you're doing now like your rapping your skits your commercial work it's uh been everything because for me theater became my family um you know breaking down the walls really exploring who i am you know it was always like therapeutic every time i went to theater because you know when my first day at theater you go in there and there's like you know you our, our brain naturally judges other people, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to hang out with him. Uh, her, I'm not going to get along with. But then you do these activities and you share a laugh with these people and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, I see you. <laughs> you're kind of cool, you know? And like taking off all that I wear in like my everyday outfit and like putting on somebody else's shoes really has grown my empathy. And also, um, you know, understanding people and like it's added to my performance in hip-hop because that's why i love hip-hop there's a lot of crowd mm-hmm. interaction and theater just mm-hmm. like bases that connection it's all about connection so um i think through social media it's definitely influenced that because i'm just trying to connect with people 
on the daily, I mean, we're trying to be social on social media, right? So <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I use everything I learned in theater and it's definitely catapulted me making money outside of here because my job outside of um, making music and skits, which I don't get paid for. I don't know why I call it a job, but <laughs> I'm, I'm projecting it to be. Yeah. Um, is, is yeah. I, I, uh, I teach improv in prison throughout the week. So that's how I get oh, wow. money. So. Oh, wow. So you've turned that into like a full-time job. So you get yeah. paid, paid. That's yeah, pretty I'm, awesome. That's really awesome. Full-time artist. It's, it's really Heck great yeah. to say that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it must be. And then um, just like side note, like mm -hmm. what's that like right now during Corona? Are they yeah. doing any of that you know, at so all we can't, soon? So we, so we can't go in anymore. But mm -hmm. um, my boss is such a fighter for um, making sure these resources are available mm -hmm. to all our participants. So we've been filming our lessons in our oh. like, our Zoom spot. And then we compile this like hour video that they um, play and broadcast in all the prisons. Oh, that's so, amazing. The yeah. power okay, of technology. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah. makes me feel good that yeah. that's happening. Um, so right. us artists can still get paid and they can still enjoy us joking around and having fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So you're, um, you have been talking about a lot about acting, but also music. Uh, which does your energy flow more towards? Are you like, kind of split? Like what, what do you think your ultimate goal like really is? Do you know? Ultimate yet? goal. All right, I'll tell you, I'll tell you goals in both. I love, this is, this is why it's like such a good balance for me. Everyone always is like, you should pick one. That's what all my friends who don't entertain say. <laughs> Go hard in one. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm really trying to make it any way I can in the entertainment industry. And I think having more is always better. Um, and for me, I don't always have a good acting role or an acting role period that I can like dive into. So mm. when there's not that, I always have beats that I can just always rap. And like, I'm always feeling some kind of way. And if I don't have the role to take it out on, I always have music that I can go back on. But mm. going to your question, the goal, I, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to tour worldwide music. I want to be on a lot of people's playlists that like, that makes them feel good or like they can relate to, make sure they don't feel alone. I always want to be able to do music, um, whether that's just for like um, the soundtrack of something, but I always want to promise my fans and people who listen to me, like at least one album a year of like, this is where I am now, next year, this is where I'm at, you know? Yeah. Um, and acting, it's already been my lucrative career. So I'm, I'm really not trying to look at music too much lucrative. Like, of course, mm -hmm. I would love to make money doing music, <laughs> but acting is where I want to make all my money. So um, I'm yeah. trying to do everything, everything acting, everything you could think yeah. of. I'll do soap operas. I'll do hand modeling. I'll do uh, <laughs> I'll do Game of Thrones. I'll be in New Zealand doing stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll be in movies. I'll be on Broadway. I, I'm down to do it all. Yeah, you have a, a wide range of um, your acting experience. So Thanks. for somebody who's just starting out, you know, your your resume is like a dream because I, like, how did you get those jobs and those connections? Like, how did you, you know, find those opportunities? You know, it's crazy. Um, I would say train as much as you can, take classes because, mm -hmm. um, and even, this is the most important thing I'll say to people, even at my level, higher, younger, even if you know what the teacher's about to say, pretend like you don't. Always be a student. It's never good to be like, oh yeah, and you do this. Oh yeah, I know that. It's like, no one likes that person. Like humble yourself always in the room. Like even, it's always good to re relearn these things. Like I'm yeah. always trying to take at least a new acting course every year by a different teacher because some mm. people click more than others. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
And then some people, like I had a horrible acting experience last year and I was like, I don't like being taught that way. You know, I'm just like, but it's good. It's good to know. It's good to know where, where you are. Um, so training, the more classes that you take, the more connections you will make. And you, especially in our age of technology, like I remember when I was at Foothill College, uh, it was like a two year acting program. I was like, we have all these talented actors, let's do stuff. And like, we shot all these skits, just having fun. And like, That's great. you know, it's, it's, you know, honestly, the, the older I get, the more I realize like, you just have to invest in relationships and in yourself. You invest in those two things and no matter what career you do, you will be fine. Yeah, me and Maggie talk about this all the time. Like, you don't know where your friends are going in the future. And so you don't know where they could bring you. And I think that's Yeah. really powerful to like focus, you know, on that's really good advice to say, you know, focus on those relationships because you don't know where that they can take you. And it can be really Yeah. simple. Like, um, Mm-hmm. like I booked my first uh, national commercial during quarantine. And that's Wow. because I Wow. kept up with somebody I met in New York that I was, I did this acting training. It was like a two week acting program in New York. Um, and one of the people I met there, I like literally, we just talk every now and then through Instagram and use the tools that we have, like literally like somebody's post, comment, like it just gets you in their head. Like, oh, this person is still engaging with me. Like we don't have these Right. long conversations. I think we had maybe two phone calls within like a year. But then this audition came up and she was like, I need somebody. She was like, and I know you're active. Do you want to do this audition with me? And I was like, sure. And that audition turned into a national match.com commercial. And I was like, this is funny.
I want to be there mm-hmm. and I want to do this stuff, mm-hmm. but I got to take care of stuff at home, um, which I did. And then two years later, when I was like, all right, I'm back. Um, I need to do some stuff, saved up money. I got headshots from uh, one of the best um, headshot photographers in the Bay Area, Lisa Keating. Highly recommend it. Anybody out there looking for headshots, Lisa is the one to go to. Um, she takes amazing headshots. And then um, she has all these like um, workshops within her studio that mm-hmm. like a bunch of people were connected to their agents. And so I just use a reference to get in with my current agents. My LA one, uh, they had a represent uh, somebody who was represented by them at one of the plays I did. And they were like, hey, mm-hmm. if you're willing to go to LA, you can possibly do this. And I just drove to LA, auditioned for them. And I told them mm-hmm. I'm committed to like, anytime you give me an audition, if you just let me know like a day in advance, I will drive down or I'll fly down. I'll make it because that's, that's what it takes, you know? Yeah, that's great to have that drive because that you know, gets, gets you more work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's great. So as a performer, um, yeah. you know, you, you know, you're a rapper too, you know, you're constantly on stage. So how do you prepare for that? You know, every single time I'm nervous, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that's a good thing. That means like, I'm always trying to like push boundaries and be, um, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of rehearsal and that's another thing about theater that's shaped me a lot of rehearsal like my current girlfriend when she first saw me like perform and it was the first time me performing an hour set of my music i had a bunch of bits where we pretended like we messed up or like the dj was doing all this stuff and she's like i thought all that was live and i was like no that's like we make it seem more like oh wow organic than it is uh-huh. it was like had a speech in there on one part i think it's on youtube uh uh-huh. I, we had a speech in there that i was like today's been a crazy year i was like can I talk to you guys for a second? They're like, yeah. I was like, Charlie, uh, play some inspirational piano music. And he hit it and everyone just started laughing. I was like, perfect. All right. So, you know, like little, <laughs> little bits like that, that um, help engage the audience, helps yeah. me when I'm performing. Cause it's not just like rap, 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 rap right. for an hour. Because if people just want to hear your music, they'll go online and listen to it. You want to give them something different than just uh, your songs. So with that in mind, um, how do you prepare for auditions? Is that the same process? Mm. No, no, mm-hmm. no. I wish. <laughs> um, one of right. my acting teachers has told me, um, your job as an actor is really auditioning. Because once mm-hmm. you get the role, then it's all fun and games. But man, auditions, I haven't mastered, man. If I, mm. if I had mastered, I'd be booked more. I'm always trying to learn. Uh, self-tapes yeah. are are really fun. I've learned to love self-tapes because I'm in control of like what I send rather than... I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, the first yeah. time I auditioned for Nickelodeon, I was like so stoked. I was like, I got I got a callback for Nickelodeon. Like I got the first audition and the second one, I was like, I got a callback. I was like, I'm about to be on Nickelodeon. This is crazy. <laughs> um, so I go there, I'm early. I see the casting director again and she's like, hey, you're early. I see you and I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm winning, you know? And I'm waiting there 15 minutes early for my audition. And as I look to my left, more men mm-hmm. are trickling in that look, I kid you not, exactly like me. Same oh, wow. skin tone, <laughs> maybe just like me with freckles, me with short hair, me with uh-huh. the fro, me with the beard, me with like completely shaven, me with glasses. I'm like, there's every variation of me right now. And I wow. like, got so shook. I was like, this is LA, this is not the Bay Area. The Bay Area, like, 
people kind of look alike, but not really. Mm -hmm. So when I went into that audition room, it's always good to go in there with just like good energy and um, just have fun with them. Like be, be on your toes, be able to like be flexible. But I was so shook that when I went in there, they're like, how are you doing today? And I was like, you know, <laughs> and they're like, all right, so you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I was like, gosh, you know, I was like, they probably think I'm a weirdo. And I didn't get that one. So, but uh -huh. it was just like, you know, you just make sure you stay in like, yo, this is my moment. And yeah. no matter how their face is, they are hoping you are the one so they don't have to look anymore. So they are always encouraging regardless of mm -hmm. what their face is and how they treat you. They want yeah. you to be the one. So that's like right. something I put in my head. You are uh, doing a lot of things in the industry, many different parts of the industry. You're seeing a lot of like weird things in auditions. Um, how do you fight anxiety uh, going for something that's scary? Uh, that kind um, of thing. You know, always starting something new is exciting. And usually like I have such like a scatter brain that I'm like, oh, I can do this and I can do this. And I'm just like, I see like infinite amount of choices. For me, what's hard is like narrowing it down, you know? Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. Because like my number one note, my acting teacher always used to said is like in auditions, they were like, just make a choice. Make a choice. I see you want to go like all over the place, but just make a choice. And something that we love to say in acting is like strong and wrong. No matter what the choice is, people <laughs> will appreciate that you were like, if the character is really supposed to be shy and timid, but you make it like this angry, like at everything, they'll be like, that was a choice. Now let's, <laughs> let's lean you, let's lean you over here, you know? So yeah. um, I think I don't have much anxiety going into the creation. I think I just kind of block out what other people think. And I'm, I'm more trusting of myself nowadays. I'm just like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, there's so many more auditions there's so many more roles like yeah. sometimes when i'm like uh collaborating with some of my friends that don't rap anymore that like want to get back into rapping i could tell they're trying to make this verse the most perfect verse ever in this song and i'm like bro there's gonna be another song after this like i don't like for me i'm just like i have so much more to give like i'm not i'm not really worried about this performance yes i'm always trying to be uh great and make it better than the last but like i know i'm still improving every day that's that's yeah. really good advice because I think people who like want to create their first project it's very hard for them because they're like they want it to be perfect and then yeah. they're not really looking at you know anything that comes out after that like you're gonna have a tons of other opportunities to create more things so it's really good to hear that and you're, you're keeping the world from so many great things if you like hold back just because you want to put yeah. in everything right. um, so I think that's a really good way to look at life um so going into your instagram you also go by active poet right yes sir yes sir. so what was the inspiration behind that name i th i think i did a name generator because at the time like i'm gonna let you guys know a secret um i had a horrible rap name when i first started when i was like 17 i first started rapping i needed a name and i was like all right duke fresh that was my rap name at the time i don't know what <laughs> It was just horrible. And I heard a lot of rappers talking about this like Wu-Tang name generator. And mm. so I put my name in there and it came out the touchy feely unpublished poet. And I was like, all right, I don't like this first part, but I do like poet. I do like poet. And mm -hmm. then I was thinking like, well, I'm an actor and then like act poet. And I was like, oh, active poet. I was like, I wonder if somebody's mm. taking that. And then no one's, no one took it. So I put it like on all social media platforms and it kind of stuck as like, I feel like I do a lot, so I am very active. And I was like, there's 
acting in there like subtly and there's like the poetry part of it and i was like ooh, mm -hmm. this is yeah it's so good um so how do you do it though like what advice would you give to somebody who you know wants to make a living off of their art what a question yeah. man there's so many ways to get involved with your art i think for the first couple years if not more you can't do it for the paycheck you have to really find other ways to make money and like for me my goal as soon as like i got when i was in college and out i was like how can i work the least amount and get paid the most so i can spend work like, smarter not harder yeah <laughs> And the best job that I had, that I had the most fun, and I recommend this to anybody who is 21 and up, is work at a bar. Oh my God, <laughs> I loved working at a bar. I was a bar back for two years, slash bar tender assistant, cause like uh -huh. they'd give me during day shifts and they would like let me pour drinks, which was awesome. Um, and it was fun, like I connected with so many people. I got a lot of people to go to my place during that and the hours are flexible. Mm. Wow. Um, that's why in, ev in LA, everyone who's a bartender is also an actor. Yeah. It, yeah it's it's that's good money true. to make, but it's also like um, flexible. And also, one thing about bartending that's way better than being a waiter, and this is advice, I promise you, is people come to you when you're the bartender and you can nah. you do whatever you want. Rather, when you're waiting, you know, I know you've mm -hmm. always had that awkward waiter that keeps coming in on you or doesn't come up at all. It's like, you don't have to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. People come to you and you you can deal with them whenever you want. You'd be like, oh, I see you. Don't worry. I'm just talking over here. <laughs> you can be however you want, you know? It's really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as soon as um, I found jobs that help support me, it was easier to invest in myself because the three years I was working at Whole Foods, I literally mm. didn't touch my uh, paid time off. And me and two of my other friends invested in a studio. Our first studio we built, like we put ten thousand dollars down between us three wow. to to build a studio because we we kept on paying for studio time. It was like thirty bucks an hour for a song. Sometimes it would go to like sixty, and then you you realize you're paying all these people. You're like, yeah, I don't know how to do it. How do I do this? So then, like, I went online and I learned how to like um, work Pro Tools, where I record all my music, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So just investing in yourself and like more things you can do for yourself and like spend yeah. on equipment, like, and think of smart times to invest in yourself. Like I bought this camera I have right here that I just shot something earlier <laughs> with. That's like, everyone recommends it's like the best YouTube camera cause like flips up and it's good for vlogging mm -hmm. and audio stability. But like I bought it during the Cyber Monday sales on Amazon and it came with a tripod and two lights and it was like way under the price and this is regularly. Like yeah. you gotta think yeah. smart and like invest in yourself. Um, so what miss, I guess like you have told us a lot of advice, but, um, we like to like have one, uh, every guest kind of has like one piece of advice, one kind of mistake they made when they were a rookie or like just something out of your tool bag that you would tell a rookie, uh, going into either the music industry or theater or acting, um, anything like that. I'm a, I'm a Nike it, just do it. I'm a Shia LaBeouf and <laughs> Nike it, just do yeah. it because yeah. Um, I always think for the possibility of awesome. That's like my uh, mantra I say to myself. I'm like, okay, yeah. I might not get it and I really want it, but there is a possible, if I don't do it, I, I have 0% chance of doing it. But if I do this, there's a possibility that I could get it and that mm -hmm. would be awesome. Or like doing shows, like there's so many shows I've turned down because I just like was all in my depressive state of like, you know, being an artist, you go through waves. You're like, nobody knows me. Yeah. Nobody's listening. You know, you feel all these things. My music yeah. is garbage. You feel all this <laughs> stuff. 
um which is ridiculous we should all throw yeah. that away and just keep creating but like because of some of the shows i've done i've made so many great connections and like producers that are in my life now and friends that like are lo- are going to be forever my friends so it's like mm-hmm. there's been those one shows that i didn't want to do that i did and i'm like dude i love you you're ah, you know just because of that so yeah no that's great because also if you don't you know if you don't do it then you don't know if that's what you like or not too so you're kind of finding your way through it yeah no that's awesome um and i think that you know we do have like a lot of newbies out there who just need like a little bit of a push so i think that that helps including us we very much use this podcast as a uh motivation tool um, ourselves yeah. so thank you it's good to uh, support other people while you're in the process because it's good yeah. to see like <laughs> i'll tell you, sorry i don't mean to like no go ahead so much, no please yeah but there's been like shows that i've seen people get like yelled at and like i've been yelled at and it's like man how do i respond to that you got to figure that out because that's going to happen bad shows are going to happen so how do you mm-hmm. bounce back in those shows how do you see other artists do that I've been to a theater one night, one night where like a rat came across and like everyone like didn't know what to do. But as professional actors, everyone just hold held still and they're like, "All right, Margaret." So back when I was saying, it was like it was great because like everyone in the audience realized it and like the yeah. people could have broke, which I'm sure all the actors wanted to like scream for their lives, but they didn't. So it's like That's watching great. other people, you know, like. Yeah. deal with things like that is like hmm, i have now I, i'm thinking about that i never would have thought a rat would come mm-hmm. on the stage but like it's always possible prepare for it well awesome um so at the end of our podcast we usually do a topic surrounding social justice recently sure. it was covid19 but now mm-hmm. it's uh, obviously black lives matter and anti-racism um so yeah so we usually have a conversation between the three of us so we're yeah. switching over from our interview style to just more of a conversation switching over to the world today our current events we are continuing the conversation on anti-racism and the black lives matter movement um so as many of you know i'm I'm sure our audience knows by now um we've been talking about it and plus um the world today the murder of george floyd george floyd and many others uh we have seen the movement grow bigger and faster than ever it has become the largest civil rights movement ever in history so we have to ask ourselves, how does this affect our entertainment industry and how does it affect our career journeys? Mm-hmm. Um, so our first question uh, for all of us is how does the entertainment industry reinforce systemic racism and the dominant white culture? Um, I think that a lot of our entertainment industry has been built on uh, the birth of a nation and, uh, you know, it just kind of kept going from there. Uh, a lot yeah. of like systemically racist movies um, that have kind of like set a really shitty standard and how like it affects us um, as performers and as workers. You know, I think the media sets the tone for the morals and values and um, images of our culture, right? So there's a lot of what we've seen, you know, that has started from Birth of a Nation are sort of like these degrading stereotypes that are reinforced and enhanced by the negative uh, portrayal of uh, people of color in the media, especially Blacks. Um, And I I really think it just starts with like, you know, hiring the right writers, you know, so you don't get the like the Mexican guy to play like the head of the drug cartel or you don't have like the the woman who's like in the the damsel in distress. And so you have like a lot of these stereotypes that could be solved if you were to hire, you know, people of color, you know, people behind the camera. Yeah. And Dov, you do a lot of like work in the prison systems and things like that. 
So much, so much to say. Uh, yeah. Let me just start unpacking. I guess uh, it's, you know, if you really want to see who's about it and who's not, you can look at their board and like what, how, how diverse they claim they are. You know, there's been a bunch of um, directors and writers, people of color, black people have been saying like, for every one, I think Ice Cube said that, for every one black movie you guys enjoy, there's 10 scripts that they denied. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the the media chooses what they want people to see. And like, I'm not going to lie, within like these last three years and especially within these last three months, I've learned more about black history than I have my whole life. So mm-hmm. this is like the whiteout, I like to say, like of history. And there's like these stereotypes that you're saying are being portrayed <clears throat> over and over. That's why it's hard for people to see black people and people of color any other way, because no no offense this is a great show narcos is a great show but like that's mm-hmm. once again out of all like mexican history we're just gonna focus on um, the drug pa- cartel <laughs> yeah the drug cartel and pablo escobar and right keep talking about slavery and if we're gonna talk about slavery why don't we show like the the really ugly side or like something i learned during this time was like the gullah wars like what prompt what prompted um the emancipation proclamation was years of fighting with the native americans and african americans fighting against white people and that's why they were like all right too many people are getting killed let's um let's let's uh let the slaves free and i'm like man growing up i heard you guys just felt bad so you just like wanted to do that and it's just like um yeah but i think we're blessed to be in a culture of um technology where people can make their own money independently and we can start putting on the movies we want to and sharing the content we want to because it wasn't that way not too long ago and uh last last point before we move on to the next question was i'm blessed covid happened like i i anybody who is um sick or has died during this time like my my heart goes out to you and your family who's listening to this but the fact that everything is shut down and there's no distractions people have to focus on the issue and that is the beauty of this moment right now mm-hmm. yeah actually going into that um yeah we were going to ask about covid-19 um and just how it it has um kind of the covid-19 and you know anti-racism right now is like is an intersectionality uh kind of and it's it kind of helps in a way that we are shut down because we have, like you said, like we can protest and we can kind of come together and actually take a moment to pause and focus on people. And like what I'm interested in is how industry, like our industry, uh, Mm. are they doing enough? Because they are, you know, finally facing some of this stuff, but is the industry really changing and does COVID help a little bit or is it kind of making it worse because everyone's so broke? Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I I would like to question um, change, I think, has always been slow. Like, it's not going to be immediate. There's a lot of people who are woke right now and that are, you know, opening their eyes to all this stuff. Like, there's been a bunch of like, even my mom, she like didn't even know about the Tulsa race riots. She was like, they should make a movie about that. Mm. I was like, mom, they can't make a movie about everything. But like our job is to self-educate ourselves, you know, and like besides that, like we got to learn more about this stuff. Um but yeah. I mean we we will see. I mean everyone 
I want to join the bandwagon right now. I don't know for political views. I don't know just to make sure they don't seem like a racist. But like, there's a lot of people who are not speaking. Like leaders of the NBA, which is like, as we all know, it's predominantly black. Like, and you know, there's race outbreaks all the time. Like the Clippers guy who had to say some stuff that just just happened to be recorded. Like, luckily we heard that. You know, so I mean. I think there's a lot of masks going on right now and then there's a lot of people who are taking off their mask and you know saying all lives matter and you're like wow you really you just really are not about this and um i think we're seeing a lot of colors right now and i think the test of time is what we're gonna see um of -hmm. what happens yeah i think social media has been very interesting to see um, because, you know, we all have like role models, you know, we we all see like the influencers and social media. um, And whenever they don't speak, you see them getting backlash of like, you know, like, do you believe in Black Lives Matter? Or do you believe all lives matter? So I think the fact that people are sort of wanting, you know, their role models or those people that have big platforms to speak about it, I think people also want to use that same energy um, for the type of content that they want to see as well. Because yeah. I can't imagine, you know, what, like watching a new TV show or film that comes after this and that like they have a good cop. Like you need to actually yeah. represent what's going on in America right now. And nobody's going to want to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. That's, that's something like I did. Like I don't have a crazy social media following. Like mm-hmm. I imagine I do. I try to gas myself up always like, oh, I got hell followers and stuff like that. <laughs> Which, you know, it's good to recognize where you are, but, like, I realized I needed to speak to the people I do have. Like, I'm not going to take mm-hmm. take for granted the people who are, are watching me. And I apologize to them because I feel like um, some of my choices music-wise, like, literally right before this uh, movement popped off again with George Floyd, right before I just released a project called Chicken Tenders, and it was, like, me and, like, my guys just joking around four days literally in the studio we're just like let's just make a ridiculous song let's make a song about Austin powers let's like you know we're just like joking around we're like mm-hmm. covid is ridiculous like everyone's going crazy let's make people laugh and i wanted to apologize to the people that like i don't make enough music for right now and i don't share like my side of my story because which i'm realizing right now is like i've just learned how to be complicit to like all these microaggressions and white supremacy and like trying to fit in and not sharing my voice like i feel like i've been silenced and it's i'm out of practice of like saying Mm. what it's like being the only black kid in the room and i'm out of practice like correcting people um the right terms or like i'm out of practice when people say you're not really black and then they see pictures of me and my family from oakland and they're like oh you are black and i'm like why why do I have to like why do you have to fact check my family for me to tell you things like that? So right. yeah. does that practice? Yeah, and I think that like um I mean I don't know about your experience growing up in the Bay Area, yeah. but I feel like sometimes the Bay Area like makes you very unprepared for its for living in it, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um so yeah, I mean it's uh it is a predominantly at least for me, I live in a predominantly white community and it's like coming back here is very interesting coming back from LA and it's just different and then you have to like remember okay what do I believe in and what do I stand for and who am I standing for um so anyway I can't imagine um you know obviously I can I live in this white dominant culture as a white female (laughs) but uh it's still you know once you come back from LA when you come back from all the Mm -hmm. the movement and people who are really 
um, kind of more woke and then you come into an, yeah. And then come into an environment that, you know, you grew up in that's not exactly on the same page um, mm. is very weird. Yeah. You know, this is not the, the beginning or start, but the acceleration of um, Black Lives Matter movement and awakening to anti-racism. So whether, whether you are, you know, uh, BIPOC or you're waking up to anti-racism, it has changed all of us. So um, to all three of us, how has it changed our careers and our personal goals? Yo, um, for me, like I'm, it's reinforced how important my job working in the prisons is, you know, um, mm -hmm. man, it's just really sad because like, you know, the prison system is just like super, you know, it is, it's modern day slavery. And it like is. when I go in there, yeah, it's, uh, one of my favorite motivational speakers, Gary V says like, if you want to know what regret feels like you, you go to like a, a retirement home and that'll make you never want to, uh, do some things. But like my reflection of the world is every time I go in there and I see like, an 18 year old boy who's in there and I'm like, I don't know how long he's gonna be in there. And some people are only in there because their relatives are in there. So they feel mm -hmm. safe in prison. And some people don't wanna go outside because they understand how hard it is for them to get a job after this. And when they're in prison, they get a free meal, they get a free place to stay and they have people who like care about them there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And when we go in, it's like, we are part of the small degree of people who are in there for the rehabilitation. I'm presenting them or my, my company is presenting them with like an opportunity they never had. Like, like I said earlier about me wanting to be on TV and not knowing how to get there. And luckily I had the resources in my community, just like you, Maggie, I was in a predominantly white neighborhood and I was able to get that resource. But some of them were like, bro, you get a cat off for like a living. I was like, yeah, you know, like that was a resource handed mm -hmm. to me um that we are providing to them now they can like have an improv class for two hours and the best thing they've ever said to me was like yo for two hours it didn't feel like i was in prison you know so i was like oh, yeah man mm. so i guess for me it's just you know sharing more of my stories so more people feel like they can relate and like mm -hmm. um i feel like my work is definitely community service-esque but i definitely mm. for my career I definitely want to be more in touch with my community with the needs and like help other storytellers get their stories being um heard and uh yeah, yeah i just want to be more more involved in my community that's what's um yeah you feel like that's great yeah, yeah whenever i think uh, you know about my career well i always like look at it as like if i'm in the audience what kind of content do i want to see and there's a lot of things that are not being covered. Um, you know, we don't see like the peaceful protests that are happening. Uh, we don't see like the living uh, conditions in detainment prisons or just jails and prisons in general. And then, you know, we don't see ice separating families or like climate change. And so there's just so many things that are not being shown to us. And I think that's like sort of the content that I want to share, you know, with my audience is like, you know, bring shed light to that because all that all those things are important. I think mine, my whole thing is that I came from like a feminist standpoint. I was like always on board with women's issues. And I felt as a feminist that getting far into the industry was kind of like, and bringing my sisters with me was like a part of it. I think that like, I always came from a standpoint of like, I'm, I'm a feminist and I want to bring my sisters with me and I want to like make it in the world and in the industry as an AD. And I was like, so focused on getting there. And when the movement happened again, I remembered that I make documentaries and, and I had mm -hmm. been, you know, like advocating for the Black Lives Matter movement, like years before. And, 
like I think that I had felt really tired and as you know like trying to preach it all the time and and I think that I ended up finding this passion my passion but I think through this like movement I remembered and you were talking about being like you forgot how to like do a lot of those things to have like those like little things you have to respond to and then it's your job to um I like completely woke up now kind of a little bit like that I will always be waking up and so I think like now going forward I'm more focused on just that people come first that lives come first that black lives come first a lot of the time and so like my career is very much second to humans <laughs> um yeah. and so yeah it, it comes with that like you know the environment black lives matter you know like ice like Everything is way more important, I think, now. Um, and that's like my main goal. Like if there's a job that I want and they don't support what I support, you know, I have to call them in or out. Um, and I have to be willing to give up that job because, you know, it's just not okay. If, yeah, you know, my my co my counterpart is not being paid the same as me because, you know, they of their you know, the color of their skin or their race, you know, their race or their their sex, it's like, no, that's not okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's kind of how I, I was going to approach, you know, my career going forward a little bit. Uh, yeah. well, so this is kind of the, uh, Dov, this is kind of the end of our, uh, mm -hmm. podcast. We kind of talk about, um, like ways you can help, um, in the, or ways you can help or just, uh, uh become active in the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um, and we always, uh, bring up justice for Bri Breonna Taylor, yeah. Um, and the cops still haven't been arrested yet. Still. And we have like yeah. eight million. We're almost million. at nine. We're almost at nine million. And so, yeah. um, yeah, you know, whoever's listening, if you can please, you know, sign the petition. That would, um, you know, we still need justice for her. Um, and then we we recently posted uh, listed ten primarily black uh, podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, pro black produced podcasts to listen to, um, on our Instagram page, which is pretty fun. Oh. Um, and it's also uh, a Pride Month ends today as well. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we wanted to pay tribute to uh, Marsha P. Johnson, um, mm -hmm. and she, you know, for those of you who don't know, she's part of the reason why we have gay rights. So there's, um, you know, she was a key figure in the LGBTQ plus rights movement. She was the force behind the Stonewall riots. So again, she was fighting for gay rights and you know rights for trans women and you know rights for everybody in that community so you know it's really important to address that especially since it's june 30th yeah and then did you uh dog did you want to plug anything that you wanted to support during this time or then also yourself um any um, instagram and all that yeah, yeah plenty ways to help y'all plenty plenty ways to help and help you can help without spending any money like yeah. you guys can mm -hmm. stream black music. You you are mm -hmm. gonna eat sometimes. Go to black restaurants. Mm -hmm. You uh you pay for Hulu. You pay for Amazon. You pay for Netflix. There's so much stuff on there. Even uh <laughs> I made I made a TikTok. Hopefully it goes viral. While you guys are Netflix and chilling. While you are Huluing with your Hulu. While you are Amazon <laughs> Prime and grinding. Like just put it on the background. You're gonna have a movie. Put on Black Panther in the background. Put you know yeah. like you can play this stuff and you could be an ally without doing much continue to have those uncomfortable conversations with especially with your non-black friends because i feel like black people it's not our job to like educate you know it's not if you have questions uh people are happy to answer but like like going off right. a list it's not a performative thing like this like we we live through it so it's like 
Uh, you're asking us to revisit trauma rather than, you know, just have the questions with like your inside community. Cause that's, you know, where it lives. It like, like, um, I feel like it's just like a parasite, like bacteria grows in the darkness. It stays there. And when people mm-hmm. come back to the light, like, it's like mm-hmm. you're foreign, but then they get kept back comfortable in this dark sunken place, like get out, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like addressing families that say some stuff, you know, the dressing, um, yeah. Have those uncomfortable conversations, check yourself, keep yourself accountable, stay woke yeah um there's so many places you can donate like i really appreciate uh russ he's one of my favorite artists right now independent and like super provides a lot of uh resources he dropped a shirt and a mask teamed up with this guy kid super who's a designer and like he's white and i -hmm. consider him an ally Mm because he like dropped his shirt saying something about like white silence is agreeing with racists and he raised over 500 thousand dollars that he's about to donate to a black lives matter association to like help during this time he's like the least i can do is you can wear a shirt and everything that i make goes there um there's so many clothing brands that you guys probably like that are collabing with other places like pharrell and the hundreds there's there's so many ways you can help right now that's like it's, that don't cost a penny that don't cost a penny and if you have pennies to spare there's yeah. lists of places you can donate to and like help black theaters, black uh, black artists, you know, black buy their merch, right. like, listen to mm-hmm. their music, build it yeah. into your everyday life. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. no, I that's... think the biggest change that's gonna hurt like the white supremacists or the the, the people in charge is like an M- economic change. Like, yeah. be like, because that that's how I always like used to think once I got into like, conscious hip hop like back in like high school. Like most of them say like your power. You vote with your dollar every day. You vote with your dollar. Are you are you voting in yourself? Are you voting in somebody you don't know? Like most of these companies, like um, Michaels and um, what was I saying? Like uh, what's the juice? Welsh. All those are last names of white men. They own those companies. Mm-hmm. Here, I was thinking mm-hmm. like they are uh, companies. Yes, they are, but they're all white owned. And you're the more you buy right. these products, the more you're supporting, supporting them. them. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. it's like be aware where your food comes from, like support your, your local community. No, yeah, just like places like Whole Foods, they yeah. they support, yeah, pr- prison labor and yeah. basically, you know, modern day slavery. Um, and that's all just to let, like buy your organic oranges and it's yeah. like go somewhere else. Yeah, be <laughs> careful where you spend your money. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. sucks because Whole Foods wasn't about that life before Amazon took over. When I worked there, I loved it because right. we used to like have the local vendors come in all the time and talk mm. about like, yeah. where they get their resources. And wow. That's what I'm I sure heard. I'm sure yeah. it used to, I'm sure it's still someone like that, but it just sucks that they support it now with Amazon. Yeah. Like I can't, right? you know, so like I've moved on to Sprouts and like Trader Joe's, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is like, good move. <laughs> but like, yes. you know, yeah. Um, anyway, so we awesome. uh, put everything uh, from our conversation. So anything you want to add, Dov, we can always put into um, our, we have link. like a link, uh, yeah, a little link tree thing um, in our Instagram uh, bio. So we can always link some stuff up, um, but we'll link more things up about, um, you know, where you can help. Uh, today um, and how you can get active. Yeah, so please leave us a review, you know, tell us what you think. Uh, Rate us on five stars on Apple. Um, Follow us on Instagram. Um, And yeah, we hope you uh, enjoy this episode. Yeah, it was super fun uh, speaking to you, Dov, today. Um, And uh, we are looking forward to hearing more from you and uh, seeing you grow. 
So uh, yeah, thank you everyone thank you. for joining us today. And okay, bye. 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 Thanks for having me.